This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. It's February, so you know what that means. Happy Black History Month. To mark a month that celebrates the journey and achievements of black people in America, we're going to get a little meta and look at the history of Black History Month itself. To help us dive in is a familiar voice, urban historian and WBEZ contributor Sherman Dilla Thomas. Hi, Sherman. Welcome back to Reset. Hey, Sasha. Thanks for having me. Of course. You know, I couldn't think of anyone else to have on because of the fact that you have said multiple times on this program, Sherman, everything cool comes from Chicago. (laughs) And as we know, it turns out Black History Month, or at least its origins, is one of those things. So tell us the story there. Did Chicago create Black History Month? Yeah, absolutely. We we certainly did. What we actually created was Negro History Week in February of 1926. Uh, the esteemed Dr. Carter G. Woodson was here in Chicago uh, studying and uh, also lecturing. And at that time, I guess even after, right, the depiction of African-Americans wasn't really good. We have been famously left out of the Columbia World's Exposition of 1893 and just always like kind of marginalized as it related to American history in its in its totality. So uh, right there on 37th and Wabash at the Wabash YMCA, uh, Carter G. Woodson and the Association of Negro Life and History, uh, they decided to celebrate Negro History Week. Uh, they picked February because the, the week fell between Abraham Lincoln's birthday and in the 1920s, he was certainly considered the great emancipator. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end of the week was Frederick Douglass's birthday. And so they 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 typically always celebrated those days anyway. So they just stretched it out to for a week. Give us a little bit more background on Carter G. Woodson. So he's a phenomenal guy, spent a great deal of his time here in Chicago before going on to become a educator at places like Howard. He's the second African-American to graduate from Harvard. Right. So that's that that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, He was very much involved in the kind of the civics and politics of his day. He's credited as one of the founders of the NAACP, certainly credited as one of the founders of the Urban League, you know, in its entirety. But he's he's super important to Chicago because he he, he was such an academic scholar. He could provide. you know, true historic facts. He was a historian, right? A, a lot of uh, uh, books that 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 we go to now uh, come from Carter G. Wilson. He's he just a, a super dope scholar as it relates to tracing back our true history all the way back to like Africa and where we were uh, pre-chattel slavery. Mm-hmm. Well, how quickly did this Negro History Week take off? Uh, it took off pretty quickly, right? Especially here in Chicago. You know, anytime we think about uh, black intellectualism, we always immediately jump to the Harlem Renaissance. When every last one of the names you would associate with the Harlem Renaissance kind of take, take take their root or get their education, there's only like two, three places in the country that would even give African-Americans PhDs or master's degrees. And University of Chicago was one of them. Mm. So, And then also we had the Chicago Defender here, which if you know you're a poet or, or just a writer, a journalist, anyone who's who, who went on to esteem wrote for the Chicago Defender, and this was the base camp. Uh, and so because Chicago was already steeped in, in kind of uh, pushing the black agenda with people like uh, Robert Abbott, uh, Negro History Week was able to take off because it, you know, that that concept could get pushed forward uh, out to the world via like the Pullman Porters and again, the Chicago Defender. Mm-hmm. And let's 
remember that this was all going on during the early 1920s. What did America look like during this time? Was there pushback to this broader conversation around black history that was unfolding? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Again, it, it comes out of just being ignored, right? So in, in 1926, we were on the other side of what they called the Great War. And th- then, like now, you, you have anniversaries to things, right? So, you know, the five-year anniversary of the ending of the Great War, or at that point, getting closer to the 10-year anniversary. And as they're honoring luminaries and naming schools and stuff like that, they're, you know, missing African-Americans, if you know anything about uh, World War One, and particularly African Americans fought valiantly in France, and uh, we're, we're the people that introduced jazz to the French population. But not, none of that's being mentioned about African Americans in the 1926. And then uh, it's considered the ro- roaring twenties, right? You know, the uh, especially here in Chicago, mm-hmm. all of the bungalows and two flats that we we love are being constructed during that time. But African Americans are kind of excluded from that because of uh, racial covenants. And then, like I said, again, just uh, the depiction of African-Americans, the number one, especially in the 1920s, right, the number one form of entertainment is blackface. You know, that is the number one form of entertainment yeah. for Americans across the country. And so face face with that, uh, people like Carter G. Wilson understood that uh, he needed to show the true history and contributions to African-Americans to this country. And the cool thing about that is now, in my personal opinion, right, Black History Month serves as something that unites us. You could be uh, black, brown, white, or purple. If you're from Chicago, Michael Jordan is your favorite basketball player. But studying black history will teach you that it was the Harlem Globetrotters defeating the Minneapolis Lakers in 1948 that integrate the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So studying black history kind of makes you love basketball a little more, whether you black or white or whatever. So did we kind of watch Chicago's attitude develop over time towards black we, history? No. So I'm not going to sit here and lie. <laughs> we kind of have always been a little bit progressive as far as... Just a little uh, bit. <laughs> yeah, I man, just a little bit, right? So we not, uh, in Chicago, white folks didn't necessarily want black folks living next to them. But like... Chicagoans historically were never for slavery, even as early as the 1840s. You know, Chicagoans, we never had like inter- uh, segregated buses and, and those type of things. Right. And so I think it's perfect that Black History Month as a concept comes from Chicago because we already had kind of a level of tolerance. And then also we're such a city of neighborhoods that um other neighborhoods had already been, you know, promoting and honoring their own heritage. If, if you go to Humboldt Park right now, there's tons of statues that honor uh, Humboldt himself, right, as a German. That's that's Chicago honoring German heritage. Uh, Leif Eckerson has a statue over there that's mm-hmm. Lithuanian heritage, right? So we're a city that's been kind of cool with honoring your own unique heritage. And so that's why it's cool Black History Month comes from here. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And if you're just tuning in, that is urban historian Sherman Dilla Thomas talking about the history of black history in Chicago. Uh, coming up on the program, the year of the tiger starts today. It's Lunar New Year. So stay tuned for that conversation. So Sherman, so we're clear. We, we went from Negro History Week to Black History Month. When was Black History Month concretely established uh, right. So that that comes at the uh, formation of the Black Power Movement. Right. Like with the Panthers and that. Uh, so the best of my knowledge, we started calling it Black History Month right about 1970. Why did Woodson choose February? 
again, just to honor uh, Abraham Lincoln and, and Frederick Douglass. That was just something that African-Americans were accustomed to doing already. Uh, and in 1926, Frederick Douglass might have only been, you know, gone, you know, 20 years or something like that. Right. So he was still very much uh, important. Um, you know, abolition was still very much important to to African-Americans in 1926. And again, um, we kind of look at Abraham Lincoln in a, in a wider lens today. Uh, we, we know a little bit more about him, but then African-Americans loved the great emancipation, great emancipator. And so February was chosen in honor of Lincoln. Yeah. Well, what are some of the ways you like to observe Black History Month here in Chicago? Oh, great question. The first thing I encourage everyone to do is to spend some money in a black neighborhood. I know that's like jarring to hear somebody say, oh, black neighborhood, right? But it's Chicago, and we, we understand the cultural and ethnic lines we got. So go to Brown Sugar Bakery on 75th Street and buy a cupcake. That's like a great way to celebrate black history. But for me in my house, uh, I try to teach the children how African-Americans from Chicago have helped shape some of the things they want to do. I got a daughter that wants to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And if you go on 45th and King Drive, you'll see Irvin Mollison Elementary School. He's like one of the most prolific lawyers out of Chicago. So just making those connections with my kids is how I'm going to do it. That's wonderful that she wants to study law. Yeah, she's. I, I hope I don't need her services later, but it'll be good to know <laughs> I got one in the family. Well, is she the one that put you on TikTok in the first place? And look, oh, and no, look where that's, that's gone. <laughs> well, no, that's the nine-year-old. She, okay. She's never going to get a job. She's going to be an actress. <laughs> she told me I got to write a great Netflix pilot because oh. I got to like make sure that she doesn't have to work. <laughs> she's already figured all of that out. That's so cute. Uh, so what are some of the activities then that are going on in and around the city this month? Uh, well, you know, shamelessly, I am doing Black History Month tours of Bronzeville on February 12th and 26th. You can check them out at ChicagoMahogany.com. Uh, the DuSable Museum of African-American History has uh, about three or four events listed on their websites for uh, African-American History Month. Also, you can go to the Field Museum and check out the Carl Cotton exhibit. He's a famous, prolific taxidermist. I didn't even know black folks was in the taxidermist. But <laughs> Carl Cotton was like really, really dope. And he transformed the game. And you can go check him out at the Field Museum. And he's a Chicagoan. We're everywhere. Sherman, we do everything. Um, Woodson also founded the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. And every year they announce a theme for Black History Month. Do you know what this year's theme is? I don't. Black health and wellness, apparently. Uh. So that that's very important. I'm glad that they're doing making that linkage and that connection. Um, wellness is always very important to focus on. I'm also glad that it's, it's focusing on, on sort of uh, something positive, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially after the last couple of years we had with the uh, George Floyd uprising uh, and the the call to action that those things brought on and yeah. also just contemporarily with Jelani Day. But um, t to that point, right, there's a lot of trauma sometimes associated with, with being, I shouldn't say sometimes, especially here in Chicago, right? If you grow up to be 35, you for sure have lost somebody to street violence or the criminal justice system. And so including in that, I want to promote mental health. 
But then again, like African-Americans, we love our soul food. On on the other end of that is like diabetes and stuff. And so yeah. that's that's great to hear that they're promoting health and wellness. I'm, I'm uh, planning on doing my two-mile, three-mile run today to, to promote that. And uh, there's a great, if, you, if you're a West Side, go to Vegan World uh, during Black History Month. They got some great food. Uh, they're on North Avenue uh, off of Central, and that, that lends toward health and wellness, too. And then one more thing, just Chicago, right? Uh, African-Americans were unable to attend nursing school throughout the country. Uh, Providence Hospital is the first nursing school for African-Americans mm-hmm. uh, in, in this country. And so that also lends itself to health and wellness. And so you can buy history and what we need to do today is a, a great way to go forward. You know, Carter G. Woodson died back in 1950, so he never got to see Negro History Week become Black History Month. Do you think what it is today meets the vision that Woodson had? Uh, and people aren't going to like my answer, but absolutely not, because he was like a really staunch uh, scholar. And there is a bit of commercialism. I guess that's like the thing that goes with, you know, America, right? Like there's commercialism and everything. Yeah. And, and I would really like to see um, like I said, it breaks my heart. I don't want to like end on a sad note, man, but during African-American history, when I would love to see Michigan Avenue flooded with Italian and Irish folks wearing red, black, and green or a cool shirt or like uh, Earl Dickerson on their T-shirt. Because when we hit St. Patrick's Day, I'm certainly going to go down there uh, in all green and hang out. Mm-hmm. And when we get to September, I'm going to celebrate Mexican uh, Independence Day. And so just as, as Chicagoans, trust me, that's a, that's a way to unite us. That's a way to make our streets safer, being in unified thought. So, you know, make sure you celebrate uh, African-American History Month, particularly in Chicago, because we gave it birth. Yeah, well, do you want to share any special Black History Month TikToks before you go that you may have in the works that we should oh, uh, watch out for? As soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm going to finish up the Pullman Porters. That's another Chicago invention. And that's also uh, the birth of the first middle class African-American job and the first uh, recognized African-American union in this country by the American Federation of Labor. Uh, and then I'm going to also, again, spend a little time talking about how the Harlem Globetrotters, who are from Chicago, integrated basketball. Awesome. And look out for that Bronzeville tour of, of Sherman's. It's really good. I took it myself, myself and my, my daughters. It was really good, really informative. So thank you for that. Uh, that was urban historian and WBEZ contributor Sherman Dilla Thomas. You can check out his Chicago history lessons on TikTok, and you can hear him every other Tuesday during Morning Edition and Here and Now. Thanks for talking with us again, Sherman. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.